0: eight, seven, six, five, six, six, three. In today's show, we talk about the importance of choosing your priorities instead of letting your obligations dictate your life.
1: Think about this quote from an anonymous author. The quote says, I don't have time really means it's not my priority. How many times have we said, I don't have time?
0: Ooh, I can raise my hand. Many, many, many times. Many, many
1: times. Me too. And and we're going to really be jumping into this. I think I felt that
0: just even walking in to do this podcast.
1: (laughs) I don't have time for this today. So as we start each and every episode of One Extraordinary Marriage, here's this week's hug brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage. Imagine learning something new about your spouse. Imagine connecting on a deeper level than ever before. Impossible, you might think. We assure you it isn't. With the right questions, you can deepen your connection and intimacy in just a few minutes. So where can you find these questions you might be asking yourself? Head on over to connectlikeyoudid.com to get all of this information and more. So today's hug uh, comes in and says, Today was the first time I'd listened to your podcast, and we will be downloading more and probably subscribing. Our church is building a new building using volunteer labor, and today I was in a cramped room installing sheetrock. I spent most of the day listening to your podcast as I worked alone and was both challenged and encouraged. I love your practical advice and personal stories, which makes me believe that if you can do it, we can too. I chose your podcast based on my own struggles. The first one I listened to was about delayed ejaculation, which is an ongoing challenge for me. I then listened to the ones about scheduling sex, doing a daily devotion and boosting libido. I'm still listening and I'm looking forward to hearing more from you please pray for my marriage as my bride and I fight the realities of our challenges so we can prioritize each other again and face some of the obstacles and fears that hinder us from having the intimacy we both want. I'm pondering the intimacy lifestyle you have described, and it sounds exactly like what we both want. Thanks again, and keep it up. Well, thank you for being a new listener. We've heard from quite a few folks mm-hmm. over the last few weeks that there are many of you that are new listeners to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, and we're so excited to have you. And for those of you that have been around for quite some time, you know we love having you as part of the one family mm-hmm. as well. And this hug really speaks to what we're gonna be talking about today. Right. This idea of, you know, here's a couple that's you know, facing challenges with their priorities. And, and Tony and I spent the weekend with over 60 couples from a church in Anaheim, California. They'd invited us along with Megan and Casey Kasten from Marriage 365 to be speakers at their annual marriage retreat. And so we were with them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you know- Which was-,
0: was just awesome. So to those of you who were there, we wanna just thank you so much for the hospitality, the the love that you gave us while we were there. It truly meant a lot. I mean, we just had a wonderful weekend.
1: These folks up there in Anaheim, I'm telling you, they are—they're investing in their marriages. And we were so excited because there was one couple there that was getting married in the next couple of months, mm-hmm. and then they had couples that have been married thirty plus years and forty-two was forty-two was the, the highest. So everywhere from almost Newly married way, to forty-two engaged. years.
0: Yeah, and then there was probably a handful a year and under. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So you know, the one thing that all these couples had in common one thing you know besides the fact that they're married is that they had all set aside this weekend to invest in their marriage to work on their marriage to really dig deep into what was going on the name of the conference was called refresh Mm -hmm. 2015 and that was their whole theme about you know refreshing themselves in their marriage and you know it's so important as we talk about priorities to really think about your priorities because too often we are hearing from couples who say things like you know we're just so busy to work on our marriage Yeah. We don't have time, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we've got all this stuff going on. You know, I don't understand why he or she just doesn't change. Like they know there's a problem why they just do something about it or why can't he or she be, be more or understand more of what I'm thinking or feeling or what I want. You know, it's that whole ESP thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, those of you that are brand new listeners, you might not have heard this before, but I'm going to tell you right now, your spouse, does not have ESP.
0: We like to think they do, but they don't.
1: But they don't. You know, another statement that we hear a lot from couples is, I'm so frustrated with the direction our marriage is going. You know, things used to be so different between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And each one of these statements goes back to an issue with your priorities. And that's what we're going to dig into today because it's come across in a number of emails that we've read, it came across in the conversations that we were having with these couples. I mean, you know, we get up in front of an audience and you know, we share our own story, obviously. And for those of you that haven't heard our story before, hop back on to episode four. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of Tony and Lisa in, you know, in a nutshell. And
0: then listen to the last five years because that is our story as well. I mean, that is every week we have done this show for five years now. Yes. And that is our story. You get to hear the good, the bad, everything in between. And the ugly. <laughs> you know? And and yes, we come we come out of this and at, hey, this is our marriage, but we also talk about other marriages that we come across. So it's not just Tony and Alisa. You just get to hear what we're dealing with and how we can put that in context to your marriage. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, you know, here we are in front of this audience and, you know, of course, anytime we're talking about priorities, we always mention episode 140, which is scheduling sex. Sex, I mean, that's like, you know, the big one. We talked about doing the top 10 list, which is an exercise that we outline in detail in Strip Down, 13 Mm -hmm. Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. So we started sharing with these couples, you know, how can you be intentional about your marriage, how can you get your priorities right? Because so often the problem comes in that our priorities are completely upside down, right? I mean, I had people at this conference telling me that, you know, their kids are still sleeping in their beds with them. Mm. Uh, I've got people that told me their pets, their dogs sleep in their bed with them. I will tell you right now, folks, if your children or your pets are sleeping in bed with you, it is incredibly difficult to have a very active and healthy sex life. Yeah, got extra people or beings in your bed.
0: Right. And now, I mean, obviously, when our kids were younger and they were sick, you know, they were there. And yet, it was always our desire that our kids would sleep in their bedroom. And yes, when they are younger, they may knock on the door and they may come in between you in the middle of the night. We get it. I think what we're, what Elisa is really looking at and honing on here is that it's a perpetual. You know, your kid is now seven, eight years old, nine years old, and still in the bedroom.
1: Right. It's the husbands and wives that write in that are desperate for intimacy in their marriage. And when they look at what's going on in their home, they see that every night there's this little being right there, right there in the marriage bed
0: Mm -hmm. or even like a pet or some other distraction in your bedroom. You know, one of the big things we brought up this weekend, which was really great, you know, Casey and Megan brought up how they haven't had cable and they hadn't had a TV in their bedroom. And then Edgar and his wife, April, who are the marriage pastors there at Ave, talked about how they didn't have that. And Elisa and I started talking and saying, we don't allow electronics in our bedroom other than our Kindle. That's the only thing.
1: And we just have the very basic Kindle. So there's no right. like, Kindle Fire. It's just read books.
0: We just read books. And so just even that got so many people going, oh my gosh, the, there, there are folks there who are going, you know, that hit us because that's what happens in our marriage. We, we get, we get all our stuff going and we got the kids and we get them down and then we plop into bed and we're looking at our phones. And so we shared a real simple trick with them on how not to have your phones in your bedroom. You put the charger in your kitchen or your living room or in your office or somewhere
1: that's not your bedroom.
0: And there you go. And that's how you have a electronic-free room because your room should be your sanctuary.
1: And that's part of making your marriage a priority. You know, one of the things that Edgar did say, and he said it at the very beginning of the retreat, and I just, I loved that he said it. He you know was telling this audience, look, keep an open mind. Mm-hmm about what's going to happen over the next three days. He goes, don't be, don't be sitting here taking in all of this teaching because you're going to like, you know, they call it the bruised rib club where you like, you're sitting there and you elbow your spouse and you bruise their ribs during the course of a conference or a retreat. He goes, no bruised ribs this weekend. He said, don't be, don't be taking in this information so that you can use it against your spouse to say, you ought to be doing this. You ought to be doing that. Instead, think about what you need to change yourself. And, you know, so often, well, okay, let me back up. We know that everybody that listens to this show is doing so because they're looking to improve their relationship. They're looking for hope. They're looking for encouragement. They're looking for specific actions. You guys tell us that's why you listen to the show. Mm -hmm. And yet I wonder how many of you, you know, if I said, hey, don't, don't do this. Don't listen so that you can, you know, change your spouse, but listen so you can change yourself. I wonder how many of you would have to take a long, hard look in the mirror and say, oh, Because it's so easy for us to look across the marriage bed or across the dining room table and say, well, you know, like in my case, if Tony would just do this, or if Tony would just do that, like our marriage would be better, of course, or vice versa. If Elisa would, you know, if Elisa would put her piles away, I'd be a happier human being. Now that is probably true. He's meditating on that as I say it right now. Just
0: marinating on those words.
1: I wish, I wish she would clean up her piles. I wish, um, he's married to me for better or for worse. And the piles are definitely part of the worst in our marriage. But you know, here's the thing, you know, when you're establishing your priorities, if you say that it's God first, my marriage second, then if you're working on those two things in that order, guess what? You've got to be involved in the process. You've got to be the one that's being actively engaged in your priorities to say, I don't have time I don't have time for you, God. I don't have time for you, husband. I don't have time for you, wife. Is saying you're not a priority. Mm -hmm. And, you know, think about it. How often do you want to hear that you're not a priority before you decide to take matters into your own hands and do life differently? How long can your husband or wife go without knowing that they're a priority to you? Some of you have been rolling that dice for a long time.
0: And then one day... And we hear this often. I thought everything was good. And the email rolls in. My spouse wants a separation. They want a divorce. They want out. They're tired of what's been going on.
1: Where are you now? What are your priorities now? And then, what the next step that comes after that, so often, when, you know, kind of that I love you, but I'm not in love with you conversation happens, is that the spouse that's been thinking, you know, my priorities are in order. We're all good. There's no problem. They go so far in the other direction that the spouse that has been waiting all this time for things to re-engage is suddenly like, you know what? You're smothering me. It's too much. I can't handle it. Where was this, you know, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago when I, when I was ready to accept it. Now, you know, my heart's been hardened. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want this anymore. All right. And so, You know, this week, we're going to get really serious about getting your priorities in order because it literally breaks our heart when we get those emails or when we're face-to-face with you and somebody says, my wife or my husband wants a divorce. And when we ask why, it usually comes back to a lack of priorities.
0: Yep. They've been asking. They've been asking, like Elisa said. And then when they're ready, when you're ready, they're done. They're Their heart is hardened. They are so far away that it's going to be a very, very long uphill battle.
1: And here's one thing I'm going to say at the very onset before we start talking about some of the specific actions. If your husband or wife asks you to have a conversation, if they ask you to go to counseling, if they ask you to sit down with a marriage coach, if they ask you to do any of those things... Get your pride out of the way and mm-hmm. go with them to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Stop telling them that it's their problem that they need to fix it. Mm-hmm. Stop saying we're okay, we don't need this. Because if one of you is sensing that there's a problem with the priorities, guess what? There's a problem with the priorities.
0: Yep. Yeah. You got to set your ego aside, folks. You have to. In this And I'm not pointing out, man, on this at all. There are many wives and husbands alike that have egos that are just so big that it is honestly hindering your marriage. And so, like Elisa said, if, if your spouse is asking you, it's time to set that ego aside. It's time to go, you know what? Yeah, I need to look deep inside myself and see what's going on. I get it. It's tough. Believe me, I don't go to my massage therapist who works, not just my muscles during those sessions, but also works on me mentally, spiritually, you know, challenging me. Yes, it's tough to be in there. Yes, it's tough to be vulnerable in those places, but I, every time I I show up, I make sure to check my ego. I make sure to put it aside. And there are times when I'm in there and I can sense it's up. I can tell she's awesome. So she breaks through those and sometimes there have been even tears that have, you know, flown. I mean, just just come out because there is so much that I'm holding inside and and that pride of who I am gets in the way.
1: That's a problem, guys. And gals. And gals. I, I'm not that was the generic guys. But here's the first thing that you need to do this week is you need to sit down and really take inventory of your time where are you spending your time
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you know if you were to sit down and take you know and and you can google this just get a weekly you know a one-week calendar it's got you know like 5 a.m to 11 p.m or whatever hours you're awake google that print it out and both of you sit down and really take a good long hard look about where you are spending your time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because a lot of you think you're giving a lot of time to your spouse because you know like we check in twice a day and it's a 30 second phone call. So, you know, like I talk to him twice a day, one minute out of all of the minutes that you are given in a day is a pretty lousy percentage. I I didn't even calculate it before the podcast because I didn't know I was going there, but it's really, really small, really small. And so, you know, when you start to look at that, that sheet of where you're spending your time, you're going to see if kids activities are taking over your time. You're going to see if you're spending so much time at work that you don't have any time for your spouse. You're going to see if volunteering or your other activities or hobbies are like totally upsetting the apple cart. Mm -hmm. You're going to see if you spend any time with God during the week or if it's just something that you say that you give lip service to. This is going to be an eye-opening exercise for some of you. And some of you are going to sit there with this piece of paper and go, I see where the problem is. And some of you are going to need to take this a step further and say, I I need to have, I I need to figure out what I need to change. Now I'm not slamming on work. I understand you all need to pay your bills. Okay. I I get that like roof over your head, food on the table. Those are good things, Mm -hmm. but it's when you are working so much and using that as a way to not be in the home, and you guys know who I am. There are, you know who you are because there are definitely people listening to the show who use work as an escape for whatever's going on in their marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so when that's your story, you need to think about what you're doing. And you need to figure out a way to fix what's going on at home so that you don't have to escape from it. You got to get your priorities in order. And I will tell you, God first, marriage second, kids family third, work fourth, activities and everything else in that fifth spot. When you get your priorities in order, things start to take care of themselves because you know where your foundation is. You've got the strength in your relationship with your spouse, you're invested in that. Just like every single one of those couples this weekend from Non Avenue Christian Church did, they spent time communicating with their spouse. They actually were required to go on a five hour date as part of their retreat in the mm-hmm. middle of the day on Saturday.
0: Just them and their spouse, nobody else. They
1: weren't allowed to go hang out with friends from church or anything like that. Like that was the specific instruction. You may not go out with other couples. And, you know, they had different exercises in each one of the sessions where they had to interact with each other, where they had to make eye contact with one another, where they had to hold hands, where they had to be together. And it was awesome from the stage watching them because, you know, you see kind of the whole... um, the whole variety of how they're interacting with each other and how they're connecting with each other. And you can see over the course of the weekend, how couples that maybe had some challenges as they were coming in through these different exercises and doing these different things and realizing that, you know what, I haven't made him a priority, or I haven't made her a priority, or maybe these electronics are taking over our marriage, or maybe our volunteering is taking over our marriage. I I mean, this was the first time that I have ever heard a pastor say from the stage that you don't need to be involved in everything at the church.
0: Yeah, that was, that was great because that was something I was going to just bring up was that, you know, if your calendar is so full that you are constantly saying, we're busy, we don't have time, then that is a, that is a primo indication that it, it's time to get those things off your calendar. And here's the way I look at it. I think a lot of people, and Elisa and I would be included in that, is that we put a lot of value on who we are and what we do in our community. And yet, when we've stepped away from things, when we had to step away to reprioritize, mainly putting God first and then our marriage so that we can be where we are today, guess what? The PTA didn't crumble. The The small group that we led, people found other small groups to join. You know, the volunteer activities we were part of, they did not just die out and You know, so it's time to just take a really hard look at those things. Now, am I saying you have to drop everything? No, maybe there's one thing that you really, really love. I mean, that is in your wheelhouse. That is is where you are in your sweet spot. Keep that one. But the five other ones you're doing, get rid of them. You know, as a guy, you know, maybe you're in a men's group and that's solid for you. But do you need to be in, you know, three other ones? You know, you're in four of them. Is it okay just to be in one really good one right now? Mm -hmm. You know, do you need to be doing all of this stuff? Do your kids honestly need to be playing three activities in one season? Do they? I mean, our kids play one sport per season. It's the way we roll And and they know it. And guess what? I think they are better off for it personally. They're not getting stressed out having to be shuttled here, there, and everywhere for practices and, oh, I'm going to miss this game, but I'm going to be there for half of a game because then I got to get to this game and then I'm going to play that game and then I got to change out so I can play this other game. You know, does that really make the difference right now? Can you put them down to one sport? Now, there may be overlap, we get that. We That happens between us and our seasons. We understand that, but it's for a short time. It's not ongoing. So it's starting to look at these areas and go, okay, is that really worth it? You know, if, it, if it's a work thing, is it time to look at your work and go, you know what, all I'm doing is collecting a paycheck. Not happy here anymore, I'm working 60 hours a week. Is it time to, to step up and step out and find something else in your area? If you're looking for something like that, go see our good friend Dan Miller over at 48days.com. He's awesome. We love the dude. He's somebody that I actually coach with, wow, 13, 14 years ago now. Um, just an amazing, an amazing guy who has helped thousands of couples and people find the work they love. And so I would check out Dan. One of the first books I ever picked up from him was uh, 48 Days to the Work You Love. Mm -hmm. And actually, this was in the old days when he used to send out everything to you. That's just dating myself. But is it your work? I mean, you're working three jobs right now, and it's just tiring you out. Do you need to get some advanced training so maybe you can go do what you want to be doing? You know? But it just doesn't happen on a whim. It just doesn't happen because you you wish for it. You got to put some feet. You got to put some feet on those little actions and you got to get rolling with it. And taking those steps and going where you may feel uncomfortable. I, I I get it. I get it. And something we haven't even shared here. I mean, I still have my full my other full-time business. My goal, our goal is that we are going to sell that off and be doing One Extraordinary Marriage 100% come 2016. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I'm going past what I believe because I've been doing what I've been doing for years. Do I love it? Yeah, I, I do love it. And yet, you guys, the one family means so much to me that it pulls me away. That it takes away from the time that I could be spending with in One Extraordinary Marriage and with my family. And so that means I got to take action. We have to put things into play to make that happen.
1: And one of the other areas we haven't even discussed, I mean, Tony talked a little bit about kids and and their activities, but it's also about kids and their priority in the marriage. You know, it's completely understandable when you've got a newborn, things are all wrapped up into, you know, just this incredibly amazing, a hundred percent dependent human being. But the reality is, is that if you do your job well, or even semi well, cause God knows I've screwed up my kids plenty of times, you know, 18 to 20 years, they're leaving the house, right? So I've got to be able to maintain connection with this guy that I stand across from the mics from once a week. Because if not, when they leave the house, I got nothing here. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes for all of you that don't have the microphones and the headsets and all this kind of stuff. You've got to maintain the priority on the marriage because the kids are not always going to be there. They shouldn't be your buffer zone. They shouldn't be your escape clause, okay? It shouldn't be all about what the kids are doing to the detriment of what's going on in the marriage.
0: Right, amen to that.
1: Okay, and I know... I know there are some of you listening to the show that are are feeling convicted right now because you're like, well, you know, but my kids, but my kids, I'm promising you that if you invest more in your spouse than you do in your kids, it will pay off in spades because not only will the relationship between the two of you be healthy, but you are modeling what marriage is supposed to look like for your children. You are modeling what's going to happen for your grandchildren where they have a solid family because mom and dad are actively engaged. Mom and dad are affectionate with each other. Mom and dad spend time together. Craziness of craziness, parents that spend time together. You know, and Tony Mm -hmm. giggles when I say that because we know people where that doesn't happen, where all the date nights involve kids. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Where the couples don't, you know, it's been probably six months since their last date and they wonder why they're so stressed in their marriage. Guys, get get your marriage back up where it belongs on the priority list. Get your spouse back up where he or she belongs on the priority list. When you look at your calendar for this week and you see where you're skewed, where maybe it's work over kids or work over or your marriage or your activities take precedence over everything else, whatever it is, you've got to pick one action this week that you're going to do. One area where you're going to say no, or one area where you're going to reprioritize in that God first, marriage second, kids third, work, and then activities. And then I'm gonna encourage you to have a state of your marriage conversation with your spouse and let them know one, what you figured out by looking at your calendar, and two, what your action's gonna be. And and I don't want you to tell them this so that they can beat you over the head when you slip up. You know, because let's face it, I still slip up on this. There are weeks when my calendar looks completely upside down. Mm-hmm. But Tony knows. Tony knows what I want my priorities to be. And the reason that he knows is so that he can hold me accountable in a loving way where he can be like, honey, I'm not sure this is going to work. We had this conversation two hours ago. I was talking about going to a conference and we were looking at how it was going to impact our life during this particular month. And he, and he very lovingly said, you just need to look and see if that's a good fit for us and for the family. Mm-hmm. And does it make sense from a career standpoint? You know, And so you start weighing all of those things and instead of just being you know, impulse happy or trigger happy being like, well, this is what I'm gonna do because it sounds like fun. You weigh out, is it worth the cost? Because everything that you're involved in has a cost to the relationships mm-hmm. of the people that you're involved in. So you've got to weigh if those things are worth the cost.
0: Yeah, and so for some of you, Hey, connect like you did when you first met. Maybe the first perfect place to get going with those questions and answers. For those of you who are looking at, hey, you know what? We need to dig deeper. We need to do this state of our marriage conversation. Check out hezigs, shezags.com. That's one of the six modules we have, one of the six sessions we have in that program right there for you. For some of you, you're going, we need a lot more help than this. Like We need to get this all figured out. My ego is too big. it's it, it's time to put it aside so that my wife and I, my husband and I, we can start getting on track. We can start prioritizing properly because we're we're lost. we're 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 muddled up. There's a lot happening for those of you who are looking at that, go to oneextraordinarymarriagecom dot com slash coaching. You can learn more about that. That's all with Elisa and she just kicks butt. so. You will, you will be in great hands there. So go out there. Pick one thing this week. That's it. One thing and go from there. Because it starts with one step and you keep growing and learning from there. You guys, we love you guys so very much. And we don't bring this to you to be harsh or point the fingers. We bring this in love. Because we want you to have the extraordinary marriage that you desire and that you should have so go out there make it happen this week we love you guys